0: To start a new church and i visited a theater while you know while they were having production and they had three rice biscuits and i said hey somebody may appreciate that so we just want to welcome here this is uh, adam he's getting ready to lead us in worship this is vanessa my wife is is going to come and i'm just going to stall until then but basically this is going to be our new campus for metro Praise. we're six years old we've been in the city on mostly like the north west side irving park area and my wife and I, we graduated. Well, I graduated from Bible College. She's in the school now. But we started it together in our house six years ago. And now we have about 200 people. Nancy, come on over here. Here she is, my beautiful wife. And we have two children, by the way. Do you want to say hi? Hello. Wonderful. Hello. Oh, Bethany and Hannah, are in the back. And so basically we started the church in our house about six years ago, reaching the Shugan Dolls. We actually would come out and do a lot of work out here. Even though when we first started, it was an old Irving Park area, Irving in Pulaski. And uh, we always said, we want to come back here. So fast forward about six years, we have about 200 members now. We just moved into a new location on Urban in Pulaski. That's where we have the Sunday mornings and Wednesday for children, youth group on Fridays, etc. cetera. And uh, we thought, let's try Tuesday. So hopefully you guys will feel at home. You guys will like it. Something that you might find interesting about us is that we also have 200 churches around the world. Uh, Pakistan, India, Nepal, and Nigeria have also been, you know, doing work there in the books have been translated, and they call themselves Metro Praise into their language, but uh, we just want you guys to feel comfortable to be able to hang out with us, maybe a little awkward at times. I will to let my wife share a little bit and then maybe make us feel a little comfortable and then we'll sing some songs. Hi, my name is Nancy. Um, I just want to welcome you to Metro Praise. I,
1: Joe probably already mentioned how old we are how the Church started, but pretty much we're about six and a half years old we started it out of our house and we're just honored to, you know to serve this city and to meet you know great people in chicago they just want to love god and love people we want to extend that to the wicker park area really and want to make those relationships and those connections that god wants to connect to our family so we welcome you we're so glad you came to visit and we just want to share
0: life together so, we're an older church, but this is a new church, so let's have some fun. We're glad you guys are here on time. I think more people are going to come. So why don't we just stand up together. The order of service is going to be pretty simple. We're going to sing some songs. If that's awkward for you, you can sit down and do whatever you want to at that time. Uh, but if you want to sing songs, we're going to put up the words. It's going to be pretty cool. You guys can uh, learn it and, and sing with us. And then after that, we're going to have a little time of announcements. Get some discussion. We're actually going to have a discussion tonight. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. But just something that you can feedback, and then we'll have a message in with some prayer. So hopefully you guys are good for about the next hour, 15 minutes. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for bringing us all here. We ask you, God, to bless this time of worship and singing unto you as we gather together with our friends and hear about your word. God, I just thank you for showing up in theater, letting us come. And I ask you to bless our families and give us a wonderful evening here tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Testing one, two. Sorry guys, just a quick
1: sound check. There we are. Alright, alright. Welcome, welcome. It's our first service. I'm, I'm a little excited and nervous at the same time. You can tell. I'll make movements like this. But one of the things that I like to do, I just like to have fun in worship. And that's what I like to do. And uh, this song is called Deep Cries Out. We do a lot of moving. Okay, so if you just wanna stretch out your hands because you might run into your neighbor, because it's how much mover we're gonna be doing. So, uh, so this part of the song that goes deep cries out. Then we go to deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to. We just clap your hands, okay? Just simple clap your hands, we'll just try that, ready? One, two, three, four, like this. We're to be on the right there you are, okay. Go to the left, then we're going to the left. So I would like everybody in the audience, everybody point to yourself. Like that's me, that's you. Everybody in the audience, when we say when we're going to the left, I'm going to my right, your left. And so we're just moving to the side. It's just simple movements, yes, like, like Cash right there. And then when we go to the right, we're gonna go to the right as well, okay? If it's a little awkward, just say awkward. Yeah, right.
2: One, two, three, four. Come on,
1: going across and die for my sins I won't be ashamed to lift up my hands participate in worship So I just want to encourage you guys if you're in this place if you could just do me the favor for this next song I just want you to close your eyes right now I just want you to focus your attention on Jesus when we come here for the Lord today and I just want to challenge you just think just about the Lord God today maybe you don't have much time thinking about him but right here, right now I just want you to focus on the Lord I'm going to sing this song
2: to yeah. that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you. I want more of you. Set fire, by, set up by the in my soul. That I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you.
3: I want more of you. I want more of you. Just right now, go ahead and the worship. Just put your eyes closed right now. I just ask you to
1: just place your hand over your heart right now. So many times we just try to figure God out, we just say, well, I can't raise my hand if I don't understand everything about God. But you just need to feel Him today. Come on, just place your hand over your heart today. Just ask God, to just come into your heart. Come on, you may have questions, but just ask God, Lord, I just say, that God, if you're in this place, that God, if you're the God of creation, if, you're, if you are who you are, just speak to me today. Oh, Father, Lord, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. Oh, God, for we since he had your way, we worship
2: you, God, we've to Jesus. Yes, a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. And I want more of you, God. And I want more Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you God, Oh, speak out and set a fire Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control And I want more of you, God And I want more of
0: you, God so. That's our prayer tonight, God that I can't contain
2: and I can't control and I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Just one more time. Set a fire. Set a fire. Come Set on, Jesus. My soul. That's that what I we want
0: tonight. Contain, that I can't control and I want more of you, God. And I want more of in an attitude of prayer. My brother's going to sing that part again from the beginning, No Place I Would Rather Be. And I just want you to decide tonight that you may not know us, we may not know you, but I want to tell you that you decide tonight to let God take control and that there's no place you would rather be than where God is. And I believe and I declare that God's right here tonight where we're gathered together singing songs of praise. And as we sing that part again, No Place I Would Rather Be. If you're going through a struggle today, I just want you to open your mouth and say, God, I came here tonight for you to deliver me from that struggle. For you to help me in my time of need. As we sing it again, make it relevant to your life. That God, No Place I Would Rather Be. Because there's a problem, God, that I need you to solve. No one else can. Jesus, come on, let's sing it from the beginning. No place I'd rather be. It's all about God tonight, friends. Let's mark this place for Jesus right now. Come on. no
2: place
0: I'd rather be. I give you my problems,
2: no place Jesus. I'd rather be. I give you my shortcomings, God.
3: no place I'd rather be. Anything that I'm going yeah, through, I
2: give it be. to you. I'm not running away, God. no place now. I'd rather be. no place I'd rather be. No then right here be. with you, Jesus. no place I'd rather be.
3: Hearing your, your love, hearing your love, just sing a couple no more times, as you release your heart to God, as no you release your pain,
2: no
3: your ups and downs and everything. Hearing
2: your love, there
3: sing it out no place, I no place I would rather
2: be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather
0: be than hearing your love. One more time tonight. No place You're so good, God. No place yes, God. No place in your tonight, God, we invite you into this place, Lord, because you said by your word, you would come whenever two or three of us are gathered together, God, and you are so awesome. You always keep your word. So, Lord, just come like you promised. Bless this first time meeting together with some of our new friends and family. Lord, let the seeker find what they're seeking for. Lord, And let the believer, God, be encouraged to believe even yes. more today. Yes, Lord. Now, do miracles, God, surprise us yes, by your God. power. Do just yes, like Lord. you did when you walked the earth 2,000 yes, years Lord. ago. We believe you still can. Yes, we Lord. know you can, God. Glory. And Lord, just give us a wonderful night today, and bless Your Word and all that's done here. And we ask for prosperity, God, and pros- God to to prosper in this. It's a work that only Your hand can do. And we just ask You to bless this night in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. If you love Jesus, can you just give Him a hand clap? Before? I want you to stay standing. I want to make the awkwardness go away. We want the awkward monster to leave, okay? So I'm going to play this real cool song in like two seconds here once I find it. I'm going to play this like real cool song here. Dude, the awkward monster caught me right now. I'm gonna play this song. I want you guys to get out of your seats. So this section, this section, and just kind of mingle right, right here, and shake somebody's hand you don't know. If you don't do it, the awkward monster is gonna make you feel really bad. Okay? So you gotta move out of your seat, and you gotta meet somebody. You gotta meet. If you don't, awkward monster. church that really believes in building relationships wherever we can, and so we think what, what's happening here today actually started six years ago, so you guys are a part of something new, but also comes from the past, and I just see a lot of friends here today. Can you just look at your neighbor and say thank you for coming?
3: Thank you. Thank
2: you. Yeah, just in case
0: I don't get a chance to say hi to everybody. We're just so glad you're here. Uh, our ushers want to make sure you guys all get one of our uh, nifty brochures that's telling you about what we want to accomplish here at this uh, location. And it's going to be every Tuesday right here in uh, the Chopin Theater. And this just tells you about um, who we are what we believe in. Uh, we're Christians. We love Jesus. And I think you're going to want to take a look at this. So let us bless you with this. I feel like uh, I'm just privileged right now. I see another pastor coming in. Pastor Mike. And then Pastor Danny. We me just give up some pastors coming in. If Jesus wasn't in the building, he is now. Amen. I feel... I feel like I, I just want to let them preach, faith, world, and North commu- North Corner Community starting off in, uh, next Sunday. Am I right, brother, next Sunday? This Sunday. Praise God. So we just want to just welcome you guys to get one of these, take a look at it. Obviously, the, the website's going to save more than we ever could, but just check us out today. Hang out. Let us answer any questions we can, and we all have it on the website at your convenience. And we just want to share with you that Metro Praise has a simple vision. Can everybody say Vision. So we came with a purpose. We're not sailing aimlessly on the sea throughout the night. We have a purpose. We are aiming for a target. Somebody say, love God and love people. Thank you. That is our vision. That's actually going to be the message today. Just talking about how we can love God and love people. And that's always been our vision, and that's going to stay the vision. I invite you to get the vision. Can everybody go, vision? Amen. Hey, you got to get on with the vision, okay? I've been down south for a while in New Orleans, and so I want you guys to catch the vision. And we also have a strategy. Can everybody go strategy? Okay, so we have a plan here, and the plan is connect Metro San. We believe we can connect everybody to the cross to teach them, to mentor them with the cross, we can send them out to change the world with the cross of Jesus Christ. We still believe that Jesus is the answer for this world today. And when you connect, uh, one of our leaders brings you through a discipleship book that's written by a really awesome, handsome uh, author that has spiky hair, this guy right here. So you've got to check out who that is. Uh, anyways, I'm married. and I'm happily married. Please, the Lord won't make anybody stumble, okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. i stumble in church tonight. And, and, you know, we just believe in connecting you. And and a part of how you do that is going to a life group. Everybody say life group. Thank you. So Chris and Vanessa, they're our campus pastors. I'm like the speaking pastor. This is the campus pastor. They're going to be running all the doodles. Chris and Vanessa Vitali, would you stand up? Can we just give a little applause for them right now? Thank you have done so well up at this point. Couldn't do it without them and the team that's been helping us. But they've opened up their home for a life group, so it's very simple. Sundays at 5 o'clock, uh, your announcements tell you their actors come and show up, eat all their food, and just tell them thank you on the way out. And that's going to be a good time. And then they'll offer you this time to meet one-on-one. Can somebody say one-on-one? Wow. See, we believe discipleship one-on-one so somebody can take you through that. And then as you uh, get into more of that, you can join into the second one, which we have as Disciples of making Disciples in our mentoring class. And I believe here we can start a class before this Tuesday, a uh, service, maybe around 5 o'clock. So as those of you here, if you want to be a part of the vision. You can go to the connect stage, graduate that book, and then I'll start teaching the class here. And we're going to raise up some crazy, radical disciples that want to be world changers, history makers, and roof breakers. So go, woo, woo, woo. Okay, so we're serious about that. And then everybody goes, send. send. Like, i You know what I'm saying? Send. You go out and change the world. And our goal is to reach 100,000 disciples here in Chicago with 50 churches. So we got 48 more to go, y'all. Come on. With 500 around the world, If you believe we can do it? Can you just say, "Amen"? Yeah. Praise God! Now, don't I Say, "Amen." We believe it. Amen. Yeah. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you for coming. So make sure you get a part of the life group, get a part of the vision. Check out the website for more of these details. And then, dude, have you ever saw Rocker Jesus before? See, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Welcome to Wicker Park, where church has rice krispy treats and Jesus rocks out. And then, if you look at the back, Jesus is a DJ. Jesus is my DJ. Is my DJ Jesus? Okay. Anyways, so the idea right here is that we want to do a whole series on the Christological issues at hand today, presently in the theological thought of who Christ is. So we're going to get deep. Everybody go ooh! But it's still going to be fun. Because it's going to have rocker Jesus and DJ Jesus. And I made a little uh, video that's just going to like tell you in 30 seconds why you need to come and bring all of your friends because it's going to radically change their life. Take a look at this. Which one is the real Jesus? Is it Jesus with the shotgun? Jesus with the thumbs? Is it Afro Jesus? You don't know. You know what I'm saying? So you've heard the joke—the white guy, the black guy—they're arguing. No, Jesus is white dude. Listen, man, he's white. And the brother said, "No, man, he's a brother, man. You can tell by the Bible. May he tell you truly, truly, I fell unto you." You know. And so they die, they get up to heaven, they fall at Jesus' feet, and what does he say? Que pasó? Que pasó? He's Latino, didn't you know, man? Anyways, I want y'all to come because it's going to be awesome. Everybody go awesome. Okay, it's going to be so awesome. Let me just go through this as you got a a flyer in front of you. Invite all your friends. By the way, we're sending out 5,000 of these to the mail. Hopefully, just a portion of them will come up. 5,000 will blow this place up. That would be cool too. Amen. But we're believing that they're going to come out. Here it is, 9:20 next week. It's going to be God in the flesh. Or just a good man? So a lot of people have this question about Jesus. Was he God in the flesh or just a good man? Because so a lot of people say, no, oh, Jesus was a good man. That's about it. Uh, the next week after that, is he Savior raised from the dead? Or a married man? I mean, that kind of draws the line in how you think about Christ. Did he raise from the dead? Did he ascend to heaven on a cloud? Did he say, I'll be back? And is he coming back again? Or is he just some good teacher that just, you know, made some fortune cookies and, you know, put some little sayings in there, and that's all he was? That's going to be a great one. The next week after that is going to be, Is who is Jesus? A miracle worker or just a good teacher? A lot of times people don't believe in supernatural uh power anymore. Anti-supernaturalism is very popular today in a postmodern naturalistic society. We're going to answer these questions. By the way, I'm a Bible college professor. I want you to bring your, your like your nerdiest friend that's going to be like, listen man, I just met Margaret and I got something done that after. I want you to bring him, amen? Bring her. I want you to bring it the one that just got the God Delusion book. Please, 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 please bring them. Please say, I'll bring them? And if not, just go find them. You know what I'm saying? Just tell them it's an atheistic convention and just rise and do whatever you gotta do to get them here. Don't buy, I'm kidding. It's not worth going to hell over. Okay. And the week after that is who is Jesus? Is he the only way or a way among many? Isn't that something that we hear today? You know, there's many mount uh, one one mountain, but many paths that lead to God. And that's what we're going to be talking about in those next few weeks. So we all try to come back, if you will, can you say yippee? Okay, thank you. I love you guys. You're so awesome. Would you all just uh, stand with me as we prepare to receive tithes and offering? If you're making out a check, you can always go out to Metro Praise, M-E-T-R-O-P-R-A-I-S-D. If you're wanting to know how to spell million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. <laughs> uh, all you have are our life. Okay, well, listen to me. Just, just hear me out here for a second, okay? If, if we don't have it, they don't let us come back, right? So here's the deal, nothing on my sleeve. You can talk to people who've been with us for years. This is how we operate open book policy. It's 350 a week here to make this thing happen and keep the ball rolling. We would like for some of you guys to believe that this could be your church and you can start giving your tithe and we can pay the bills. Or if this is not your church and you want to give an offering, please give above and beyond your tithe and, and give an offering and you can help change the world. You can see in the video all the things we're doing around the world: Nepal, India, Pakistan, etc. And a lot of the people from the other campus had to invest into this, and so that's just something that's important to us. And I would ask that you would pray to support with us. And let's just pray right now. Father, I thank you today that you brought us together to this awesome place, God. Show me What a God thing. And Lord, I just ask you to bless your people today. We're going through such an economic trial and test. Lord, we pray from the head of our state, our president, Obama, God, down to the people who are working in jobs. God, that you will change the economy for the good. Give wisdom and prosperity to your people, Lord and bless them to be a blessing. And Lord, we lift up to you today, God, the churches that we're supporting around the world in Pakistan, India, Nepal, and Nigeria, and our missionaries overseas, and the soldiers that protect our freedom as well. Lord, bless them and be with them, Lord. And we pray, God, that you will pay the bills here because it's your will. And where you guide God, you provide in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do is we're just going to have these buckets and they're just going to kind of pass along down. Uh, you may be seated. Now I'm going to play you this video as the, the bucket passes along down. And it's a great video talking about all the things God is doing through mental Praise. And thank you as you give today. Places we've been overseas. Just wanted you guys, you know, we're new, why don't you guys get to know us a little bit? The Paul Underground Church. Love those people. It's my beautiful wife right there. Praise God. We were just there in August for two weeks. We can change the world from this place. With your gifts, we can continue to do that. So I just want to thank you guys for giving. And I hope that you'll continue to do so and pray for us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Well, here's the part of the service that's going to make us a little unique than most churches you've been to. And uh, this is going to be called What Do You Believe? Time of the service. And if we can get past the awkward monster, hopefully we'll have a good time right here. Uh, A lot of people in Wicker Park thinking people, I did some demographics. Hopefully people are thinking outside of Wicker Park, but let me rephrase that. Uh, A lot of college-educated people here, a lot of doubts concerning Christ, 80% Eighty percent of people who grow up in the church, by the time they reach college, they walk away and lose their faith. But what we're seeing today is kind of like a revival in these uh, young adults, twenty-five to thirty-five year olds, and they're beginning to come back to church and they're asking questions and uh, they're coming back to churches like ours. And some of the things that we have to deal with is honestly, you know, some questions. And so every week. I want to put up something on this board. What do you believe? I'm going to tell you what I believe. Then I'll play some cool music. This little guy's going to be on the screen as I play the cool music. And then you guys can talk to each other and talk about what you believe. And then if you want to let me know what you believe, you can do that. Everybody go, that's cool. Thank you. That's what we're trying to do, to be different, to make this place open dialogue. And if nobody wants to say anything, we're all just going to be awkward, and I'll be the only one that talks. But then that means you can't go home and say, I wish we could go that back or something, you know? But you know what I'm saying? So I've done my part. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's trying. He's trying really hard. Okay. So so here we go. If you guys are figuring it out, he's pretty crazy. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. But uh, here's, here is the question. What is the biggest problem with today's churches? Right now, when I say church, we can talk about any church, from the Roman Catholic cathedrals to the Orthodox church, the non denominationals Baptists, etc. What is the biggest problems that we've ever seen? Just think about that, you know. While well, you're here in a church, is there a problem with this church? Are we doing things wrong? Or is this part of the solution? One of the things that I've been uh, thinking about is how churches can fix their perception and how people look at them. It doesn't mean that what the church has believed necessarily is wrong, save for the stance of morals. I don't think anybody would probably say here, "Hey, man, I just think lying's a good thing, and we should all be able to lie." And this, those darn Christians keep telling us not to lie. I have a problem with that. I think most people would say, "You know, lying is a bad thing." Uh, adultery. I don't know if you are married, but you're not saying, "I hope my wife or husband commits adultery on me." We're all believing that's a bad thing. So where did the commandments of the church and the things that the church was saying become a bad thing? Where did it become judgmental? Where did it become something that made us look like we were backwoods, from heart you know? And, and like all we do is like just talk ignorant, you know i And like every movie like makes us look like reread. you know? It's like I look at the Christian in the movie and go, I'm not with that person. That's not me, okay? That's, the, that's a weirdy. I don't know where you got that type of, that's not me. Uh, that may be the person next to me, that's not me. No, I'm kidding. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not you either. Let me tell you what I think the biggest problem in the church, and you may give me a big amen for this. Hypocrisy. Amen. Hypocrisy. Let me tell you why I think hypocrisy is the biggest problem in the church today. It's not that we're saying wrong things. It's it's not that people are just upset because of what we say. I think it's because we don't live what we say. And so often, as I've been a pastor past 13 years, uh, people always like to tell me why they left the church they left. was because everybody was messed up. And, uh, you know, now they're on the quest for the perfect church. And by the way, if you ever find the church, that's perfect. guess what happens once you get there? You ruined it. It's not perfect anymore because you're not perfect, right? If, if you are perfect, can you please help my wife become more perfect because she needs help? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's me that needs help, right? Okay, so let's just say it like this. Let's say I told you I believe uh, I believe like this one doctor who said we can lose weight by eating cupcakes and ho-ho's and bean Anybody hear about that guy? He said, you know, it's all about caloric intake. If you just eat less than what your body is burning, it doesn't matter what you eat. You're fine. Now, we walk up to that guy and go, you're just such an idiot. You're such a jerk. You're just eating hollows, and I'm so fat, and I try to work out all the time. It didn't work for me. No, we're just like, okay, well, it worked for him. Okay, but, but if we saw him on the side, you know, like eating cauliflower. Or cauliflower, if I can say that word, or broccoli, we <laughs> move on to that word. And we saw them, and we would be upset with them. We'd be like, dude, you told us you were going to eat nothing but hobos and Twinkies. And I think that the world is like looking at us, and they're going, I can deal with your beliefs because I've watched Tom Cruise and Scientology stuff, and, you know, I spoke over his movies. But what I, can, what I can deal with is I can't deal with your hypocrisy. If you're going to say something, live it, you know. And, and that's what I believe. And I just want you now, as the cool music plays, I want you to look at your neighbor. And I want you to begin to ask them what they believe. And in a few seconds, you get to tell me what you believe, okay? So I'm going to go back to this. Okay, hold on. Praise <laughs> God. This is, this is how we do it. Okay. Now this is when you guys turn your head to your neighbor. And you ask them, what do you believe? Is the biggest problem in the church today. Talk to your husband. It's okay, wives, husbands wives again. Thirty more seconds. It's your turn to be open Winfrey. Come on, thirty more seconds. Share it. Love it. Community.
3: Okay. Does anybody
0: want to give me with To give me their thoughts right here, my man Josh, She's handsome, he's cute. He comes from the shire and he's single, ladies. <laughs> hey, we got one. Frodo has left his butt from the church tonight. Is it okay? Is it okay? <laughs> i Nobody's coming back. This is gonna be like four of us, and gonna be like that's why. You know, like, you wouldn't tell me that. I know. Okay, quickly, raise your hand. If you want to tell me and everybody here what you think is the biggest problem in the church, as long as you don't cuss and incite violence, you're okay. Pastors like you. No, churches like this. Okay. Can anybody? You guys do the awkward butterfly or the awkward turtle? Just kind of spurs across. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is uh, Beth. Can you hand it to the mic, please? We've got a mic right for you and everything. We were raining for you. youth. All right, we
3: got a consensus here. We said a lack we're of love. Hey, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's right.
0: I agree with that. Does anybody want to feed off of that lack of love? Come on. I don't think we need love in the church, man. we got too much. Yes. right here, right in the front
3: row. Come on. Hello. Yeah, I think the problem is that people are not willing to like, go over the world and live a spiritual life. And that's the biggest problem because they take upon churches and yoke on their neck. You know, living free, like Jesus said, that they give this freedom when you release yourself in 100%. Okay, so live for Jesus, love you.
0: Bless you. Can we just give everybody a hand clap? Come on, listen awesome. That's great. Thank you, buddy the big ogre. I'm Shrek, okay? I just called myself out. okay? Okay, here we go. Mark 12, chapter 12 of Mark, verse 28. Would you turn there with me, please? And guess what? This is what we're talking about tonight, loving God, loving people. And I definitely believe that uh, the hypocrisy stems from the lack of love for God and the lack of love for people. So what a great insight. And now that you see that we do that every week, bring your friends and do maybe a little hot debate when it comes to Jesus next week, Make some people have some different ideas. Totally cool with that. Uh, love for God and love for people is our vision. I thought I would share that with you today. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in church, but by the time I was uh, 11 years old, I already started smoking and drinking and breaking into my friend's house for uh, Pop-Tarts and Nintendo games. And uh, we got caught and arrested, and they were like yelling at us and scaring us. And my dad, he's somewhere up there. He whooped me. He uh, he definitely whooped me. I love (laughs) you for that. And um, you know they said in Bible college because I was such a jerk in Bible college, such a rebellious kid. They said to my mom, we don't think you spanked him enough. And my mom was like, listen, if spanking would have made him a better person, he would be a saint right now. I beat him. I didn't just spank him. I beat him. Well, praise the Lord. Mom's not here, but we love you, Mom, if you're watching my webcast. We have that, by the way. So born and raised in the church, I rebelled. Fort Wayne, Indiana, a small town. It's funny. My dad grew up uh, another Fort Wayneite. Fort Wayne. Yes, amen. That's the weirdie right there, Grace. <laughs> you can represent Fort Wayne all you want. Uh, so my dad moves out of the south side, from Chicago, moves out of the south side all the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana, this is Chris. Sidewalks in the backyard, tunnels and swimming pools and basketball courts and and golf course. I mean, just everything you would imagine. So guess what I do? I live the Southside life in that area. I started breaking out, the spray painting the tunnels, uh, setting the soccer fields on fire, skateboarding in the pools. Uh, And by the time I was uh, 18 years old, seven years of rebellion, I was arrested eight times. I had done a lot of drugs, I was hooked on drugs, and uh, I just got in a lot of trouble. And I remember uh, basically coming to the end of my rope, and, and that's what it took for me. And, and I asked my mom to put me in a mental hospital, and, and she said, you're crazy, but you're not that crazy. What you need is you need Jesus. And I wish I could have said at that time, Woo, hallelujah! I wish I could have been like churchy, but I cussed her out, I hanged up the phone, and my dad would tell you, she then said, I'm never going to talk to again." you know, like like. Blasping God what's wrong with him, but these anxiety attacks, these panic attacks from the drugs and all stuff, would not leave me alone. I came home that night to my mom, and I said, listen, if, if God doesn't work, will you put me in a mental hospital, will you give me help? And she said, sure, you know, we'll put God at the, at the test right now. You call on his name and see what he'll do. And my friends, I want to be honest with you, I didn't have a great bit of faith, just like the Bible says. Of the size of a mustard seed, just such a little bit, and at that moment I felt God's power sweep me up and down. There's no high like the most high, and uh, I just, oh man, I love Jesus. And then I went home. I read my Bible. I looked at the mirror. I saw scary things in the mirror. I just evil spirits and all that junk. And I, I ran home and I'm freaking some of you out, but that's okay. Uh, you know, this is good for you to hear this stuff. And then my dad, he prayed for me. He said, Satan, leave my son alone. Drugs, get out of this life. And you might say, that's crazy, but my friends, I didn't go to 12 steps. I went to one step to Jesus. That nice. was November 5th, 1995, almost 16 years. <laughs> Praise God. And, and you don't have to be tore up from the Laura, needing a checkup from the neck up to know you need Jesus, but that's my story, okay? And my wife's story is totally different. Like, never did drugs, never drank, never party. lived in a Greek family, very strict, and uh, she found her need for God a different way. But I wanted to share that with you, because what I'm sharing today about loving God, loving people, is not just something that's a cliche, it's radically changed my life. And after being a pastor now for 13 years... Uh, Most of it, uh, seven, eight years in New Orleans and already about six years here in Chicago, I can tell you I've seen it happen for all types of people. Uh, from, from people that I've met on airplanes that, that make millions of dollars to, to real estate people in business uh, to actors to or to the homeless guy. I brought in 30 homeless people into my house when I was in New Orleans working on Bourbon Street and different things. I've been to 12 Mardi Gras, woo-woo for Jesus. And it doesn't matter who you are, you need Jesus, okay? And I want to tell you the best way to find Jesus is through love and how much he loves you, that he would die for you. And if you can like realize that, like just like believe in that. Love for him becomes so much easier. You will love him because he first loves you. And that's how it works for me. So if you're all ready, can you say, I'm ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I am, I'm going to do this sermon right now, like for 15 minutes. Is everybody ready for a 15-minute sermon? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Right <laughs> Every, everything, everything that could possibly go wrong with this detail that is going wrong. But I don't, I don't care. Amen. That's what I don't care. So I'm going to open up this scripture right here, and then we're going to read it out loud together. If you have your Bible, you can read it. If not, you can read it on the screen right here. It's going to radically change your life. It's what's changed my life in so many. And how many people can say amen? Amen. Let me just read it out loud. Let's just read this together. One, two, three. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Come on, keep reading. The most important one, answered
3: Jesus, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Amen. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind
0: and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater greater than these. Amen. Amen. When you think about Jesus being upon the earth, I mean, he could have said a whole lot of things that were important. If you want to get to heaven, you know, take care of puppies, don't hurt children, uh, be nice to your family, and in-laws, love them especially more because they need it. He could have just went through this whole long list, right? Feed the poor. And I talk to people all the time, and and, and I ask them, do you think they're going to heaven? Oh, sure, I'm going to heaven. Because if you believe in heaven or hell, it's not like you're walking around going, I'm going to hell. You know, those are the people with the, you know, the, the 666, and we love them too. But you know, most people, if you actually believe there's a heaven and hell, where do you think you're going? You're going to heaven. And so when I talk to people, I mean, why are you going to heaven? What makes you think you're going there? What did most people say? Because I'm a good person, right? And and you would think like Jesus was saying this right here. Hey, you know, the greatest thing to do in life is be a good person. But that's not what he said. As a matter of fact, I would I would suggest. That no one can be good unless they first do this. Let's take a test right now and see how good you are. We can do that right now. Because some of you are just thinking, you know, I'm going to have being be good. Okay, let's try this right here. Has anybody ever told a lie in their life, something that wasn't true? I want you to raise your hand if you've ever told a lie. Okay, now those not raising their hands, look at them. They never do business with them. Never hang out with them. Because those are people who are going to get you in a lot of trouble. Okay? Because they're lying in church now has anybody here ever taken something no matter how big or how small or if it belonged to your brother and your brother didn't deserve it or whatever just you taken something that didn't belong to you hours from the clock taxes or whatever it just didn't belong to you ever taken something that didn't belong to you can you raise your hand okay we've done that and uh, how about this one this one you know we don't have a lot of teenagers here but this one i love when parents point to their kids but we've all had parents too how about this have you ever disobeyed your parents Growing up, at any time in your life, anybody disobeys, obeys their parents. Okay, uh, the 30-year-old still living at home? Yes, you need to raise your hand. <laughs> not since I've been in the mall. No, it counts. You're, you're still at home, and you're not doing what your mom says. She wants you to get a job. Okay, what's up? Um, how about this one? Have we ever lusted? Have, have, have you ever thought something that wasn't clean about the opposite sex, the same sex? And we'll just stop it right there, okay? Have you ever, have you ever done that? Unclean thoughts in your mind, can you raise your hand? Okay, we're almost done with the test. Two more questions, but we'll just get there. Have you ever been jealous, covet, like envy what somebody else had, and you're just like, man, they don't deserve that car, they don't deserve that bullshit, they don't deserve that hair, dude, They're just, they're not nice, but they should have that haircut. Okay, you know you hate on girls, right? Come on, ladies, hate on girls with their hair. And then you know the girl says, don't oh, hate, hate me because I was born this way, beautiful. How many have ever envied before, guys, with cars and all types of stuff? And the last one, the biggest one, the biggest one that I think we just. Everybody just put up your hand now. Let's just keep it up there. How many have ever not put God first in your life? Okay, so we're there. Can I tell you what the good person test was? The Ten Commandments. We've all pretty much blown those, Right? So, like, when, when the man was coming to Jesus going, what must I do? I'm so thankful Jesus didn't say, like, do all of those things and then you'll get to heaven. Because I don't do those things very well. You haven't done those things very well. We seem to clean ourselves up pretty good. We can make it a whole lot. But still down deep inside, me, we still struggle with envy. We still don't tell truths. And we lie. And, and sometimes we don't put God first. And... If salvation was of good works, nobody would make it. And so when Jesus was asked, of all of those commandments, those those ones that Moses got 613 to be exact, the Ten Commandments was just like the author, because it went on to everything. What clothes you wear, uh, what diet you can have. When they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God. And I want you to look at that in its original language. It was first in the Hebrew, but now it's not. it was in Greek here. Love, agape. Somebody say agape. agape. To have strong emotion towards someone. So I'm going to be strong in my emotion towards God, Lord. Everybody say Yahweh. Yahweh. The one God of the Jewish people, self-existent one, the Great I Am. Everybody say Theos. This is the God of the Bible, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You need to have strong emotion and passion for the God of Israel, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you need to have that emotion in your cardia. Everybody say cardia. And doctors or people here understand the cardiovascular system. Our heart is what we get from this Greek word. And it means a person's passions. How about the psyche? Everybody say psyche. Your soul, your inner man, where you get your personality from. Somebody say diomia. Your mind, your thoughts, your mental life. And everybody say iskis. Come on, say iskis. Look at your neighbor and say, you can kiss my ischis. Yes, we said it in church. It makes no sense, but I thought it would be funny. I got some laughs. Cheap laughs, though well, they were, but I got a few laughs. Everybody say physical. Power. Power. Like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So what is the Bible teaching us? That we are going to agape. We are going to have strong emotion towards the Yahweh, the God of Israel, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We're going to love Him with all of our passions on the inside, all of our psyche, our thoughts, and our wills, and our emotions. We're going to die on the think about Him, and be all about consumed with Him. And in our strength, in our iskis, we're going to give it to God all the days of our lives. Somebody say, Amen. Love God. Amen. You see, today, you need to love God. And the two greatest ways you can live out your love for God is to worship him with passion and adore him and obey his commandments. Let me just share this with you very quick. Worship means to sing, dance, shout, rejoice, declare thanksgiving, chase after God with the Holy Spirit and a sincere heart. If y'all didn't get that definition, let me help you. Okay, you, you know like Lady Gaga concert people doing that? You do that for Jesus. Y'all trying to be spiritual with me now. Uh, James Taylor, Whitney Houston, uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, who, who do you like, okay? Some jazz band. Do you know what I'm saying? Just whatever you do, tap your foot. If that is that is your way of saying it, that is so awesome. Me doing that right now. You guys rock it. You do that for God. That's what worship is. Where is it found in the Bible? Revelation, the end of the book. The Bible says all the angels, all creation, nation, tribe, and tongue are worshiping in heaven right now. They are waiting for us. 2 Samuel in the Bible, David danced before the gods with with passion. He was like a raver for Jesus, man. He actually took off his shirt. He danced in his ephod, and he had like a little tambourine. How many know a rave's are Am I talking to the right crowd? You're trying to put that behind you? That was the 90s? I know, man. I was there, okay? Uh, First Chronicles 25 talks about Solomon when he made the Temple of Israel. These guys, a thousand... uh, You talk about a choir being big. There was a thousand-person choir. They all sang out to God. John chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus said... Let me break it down for you guys. Spirit and truth. Everybody say, spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. You love God with your spirit. You acknowledge him with your truth. That's worship. Psalm of Solomon, do you know there's a whole... Book of the Bible that makes soap operas look PG, and it is called the Song of Solomon. Y'all just think I'm tripping, but let me help you right now. Just email me, Pastor, give me the download. Now you can only read this if you're married. Somebody say, Help me, Jesus. Okay? I will send you the interpretation of Song of Solomon. It's like let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Let him ravish me with his love. He's like, oh, I was going to say something. I can't say it here tonight. <laughs> Like doves and doves and all this, all this. But just read it. And the whole point of it is, God is telling us He's romantic. God loves us, and He wants to be loved back. And y'all say worship. When you think about obeying God's commands, aren't they for our benefit? Think about some commands you're glad that God told your neighbor to keep. How many are glad God told your neighbor not to commit adultery? Okay, so shouldn't you do that for your neighbor? How many are glad God told your neighbor not to steal from you tonight? Okay, so what you want to be done unto you, do it unto others. And think about God's commands being great and beneficial. Hapakuo and entelo. Hapakuo means to obey, to submit, and entelo means orders. Everybody say hapakuo. hapakuo. Everybody say entelo. entelo. Thank you. The Bible talks about this in Deuteronomy, that it's a choice to obey. How many know you have a choice right now? Okay, can we just do something? Because some of you are just a little uptight right now. Let's just stand up right here. Come on, stand up. I got seven more minutes to change your life. Everybody just wave your hands in the air like you just don't care. Now say spirit fingers, chest hands. hands. Come. Now massage the person to your left right now. Massage their shoulders. Come on, massage. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Oh, well, that's okay. You're getting it. Really there you go. Okay, come on. Just loosen up. You're in a good church today. Okay, everybody raise their hands again. Say spirit fingers, jazz hands, come. And now switch to the other side and give it back. Loosen up. It's okay. You're in church. You can love each other. All right. You may be seated. A few more moments to change your life. By the way, we have two massage therapists in our church right here. We have Krishna. Krishna Wade right here. He's taking appointments. And Jerry right here. Both of them just graduated masseuse school. They are awesome. Massage therapy school. Masseuses. I'll date them. Sorry. Hapakuo and Intello mean to keep God's commands. Now, why did I just have to do that? Because when you kept my command, wasn't that good? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're like, you tricked me. But wasn't it good? I mean, come on. You got a free massage out of that. How can you hate the command of your pastor? Your pastor just hooked you up. And guess what? It was a choice. Look, I'm, not being, I'm not going to do a massage. I'm not going to do that. You can be a sneaky pants if you want to. You can. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to God. I'm not going to do okay, it's up to you. But if we're talking about God in the Bible and all these things, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. The Bible says he's here to prosper us. Give us a hope and a future. And it's our choice. You know what also means God's command, John 14, 15 says? That it displays love. How many of you uh, wives here today love it when your husband obeys the marriage vows? Wives, can I hear an amen? amen? See, when we said to our wives, I'm not going to cheat on you, I won't leave you when you're sick, have three children, and, and then you wake up in the morning coughing and you tell me to go get the medicine and I have to give it to you, I'm not going to leave you then. And that was like last night, because my wife right now is six weeks pregnant, right? And, and she's not the little, the, the, you know, just the, the 22-year-old girl. But you know what? She's appreciative that I keep that command. And, and parents, and, and you guys love your children. Every parent say amen. Sometimes you want to send them to heaven to meet Jesus a little bit earlier. <laughs> just help them get there a little bit sooner. But you love it, and when they obey, it shows love. How about this? John fourteen twenty three says, actually, when we obey the commands, the Father comes. That, that is something deep to think about, that no matter where you are in the job, and when you choose the right thing, and you're with your friends, and you're by yourself, you will feel a sense of peace doing the right thing. It also displays truth, First John 2, 3 through 4. It shows the world that there is a right and a wrong. You know, we all kind of get it. We know Hitler was bad. We, we know like Mother Teresa was good. But we all don't understand how to be that way. When we live out those commands, it shows people like, oh, I, I can follow that. I can do that. And in First John 5, 3, everybody say, it's not hard. Uh-huh. Say it like it's hard. Then. You're being kind of a little sarcastic. You got it. Say, it's not hard. No, oh, it's easy. Oh, really? It's like it's easy. You You know the easiest one to keep right is love your enemy. That's the easiest I just love people in
2: traffic
0: (laughs) But really it's not that hard when you think about like if I do that to them they'll do it to me So if I do good, good comes back That's not hard because God wants to bless you. Can you all say amen? Here's what I want you guys to get out of this today is that you've got to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Worship Him and obey His commands. And when it comes to this last one here today, to to love your neighbor as yourself, what does that mean simply in the Greek? It means agape, it means pleson and situo. It means to have that strong emotion that you are having towards God, have it now towards other people. Because you want to love them the way you're going to be loved. How many love to be loved? Do you know that I've, I've, I've worked with some of the meanest people? I've been to juvenile delinquent centers. I've been to prisons. And do you know that even there, people want to be loved? They want to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel that sense of affection. Whether it's like we're all going to hate everybody, but I don't want you to hate me like I hate everybody else because I want to feel more special than the way we're meeting everybody because that like makes them feel loved. And so no matter who you are today, whether you're just one that takes it naturally or one that's a little bit harder for, God wants you to love these people. God wants you to love your family. He wants you to love your friends and everything. God wants you to love the community you live in. Can we all just put on that cheesy smile right now and just wave right now? And just look at your neighbor and just do it, you know? Yeah. We're supposed to be those people. We're supposed to be those weirdies. Like, I love you. Love you, guy. (laughs) God, I love you. And I think we will do it so long, we will believe it. And we'll begin to really love people. Here you're going to see my friend right here, Amit Singh. He works in a very poor part of India in Andhra Pradesh state in DJ Awada. He's been serving the Lord for over 14 years. We love to support him as a missionary. One of the coolest things we did for him is we bought him this motorcycle. Dude, he is like jamming right now, man. He he just loves it. You know why he loves it? Because he himself pastors seven churches, and he's over all of the 60 churches in that region. And I love that feeling. How many love to help people? Yeah. And then one of the ways that we can also help is to preach the gospel to people. We can meet their needs, and we can share with them the love that God has for them. I'll have all of these notes online if you want to check them out as well. But I just want to ask you today a very simple question. If you were sick and you went to a doctor, would you want to go to Dr. Feel Good? Now let me tell you about Dr. Feelgood. You see, you come to the doctor, you're like, doctor, my stomach hurts, And then the doctor like pokes around, he's like, is this hurt? And you're like, yeah, that hurts. And then you know what? Like, you he he kind of, you know, he realizes like, you probably got cancer, pancreatic, maybe you got some kidney problems. And, and like, he, he doesn't want to ruin your day, but he knows you got cancer. But he's Dr. Feelgood, everybody say, good. And so he doesn't want to ruin your day, so what he tells you is he goes, you know what, I want you to take some tongues for your tummy, go home, drink some Sprite, and you're going to be all better, man. How many know, like, after six months, if you were to die or be, like, close to death, and they would tell you, like, did you have cancer? Way back then, this doctor lied to you. How many know Dr. Fieldgood's not your friend right now? How many know you're going to sue him for malpractice? You're going to be like, man, you lied to me. He said, why don't I hurt your feelings? I want you to buy my book and come back to my, my, my doctor's office because I'm such a good doctor. And I feel that so often. Churches are afraid to tell, so tell people how to love and to get over their hangups because they don't want to offend. And they just want you to feel good. And mental price wants you to feel good, but mental health wants the cancer, the bad stuff to go as well. So we want to look at that first so you will feel good in a real way. Because somebody say, ah? ah. And then you know what? Then there's Dr. Avery. He's the opposite of Dr. Feelgood, and and he just you know he pokes right he's that, to hurt, When he's that hurt. How about this, man? Do it like that. And you're like, oh my God! Yes! And he's like, listen to me, man. You got cancer, and you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die right now. Are you ready to die? <laughs> You're scared. Cry out of the field. wrong with And we think of pastors and churches like this. You're going to go to hell. Hell is hot. You see the flames. You're going to go there, pass around the lighter, and burn your neighbor. you Out there, you're just gonna die. There's no change in your life. Ah, oh, you know who we want go, oh, ah, ah, we want Doctor Truth. We want the good doctor to come. Oh, oh, I think, I think this may be a cancer. Let me, let me get the extra, Let me check. I got some bad news for this. This is serious. But I got some good news. We've got, we've got medicine. We've got treatment. We've got therapy. If you follow these things, you can beat this. And I'm going to be here with you. You're not going through this alone. You see, that's God. That's love. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I want to encourage you as our band comes to love your neighbor as yourself and to love Jesus. Today was a good time. Did y'all have fun? Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you guys for coming. Amen. Amen. I just want to pray with you guys today and myself, my wife, my family I want to make a commitment fresh today and I want to ask if you'll do it with me to love God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind, with all your strength and that you would love your neighbor as yourself I believe we commit to that today God will bless us we will sense his presence in our life our families and the people we care about the most are going to be very happy we chose that man,
1: amen,
0: Amen. and the world will look at us and say, man, can I get some of that, and we'll say, yeah, man, love, God gave it, and you can give it back, let's pray, Father, I thank you today, that in this house, God, we have very special people, people that you love. And, Lord, I'm just so thankful that I wasn't preaching to myself today. God, that they came out and gave something new a try.
3: And, Lord, I
0: thank you that your love is here. And I even feel it now, God. I just shared your word like you taught us to, to do, to read it, and to understand it. I just wanted them to hear it. God, now I ask for you to do what I could never do, God. For you to touch all of our hearts, that soul on the inside, and to help us, God, to love you. And to help us to love our neighbor as ourselves, I'm just going to give you just a few moments right now. Just in an attitude of prayer. The reason why we close our eyes is to not be distracted by our neighbor. You could have your eyes wide open if you want. And sometimes the reason why we bow our head is in the form of just humility. So if you want to take that posture of prayer, I would welcome you to do so. Either way, I'm just going to ask you for 30 seconds to look at your life and see how you're doing at that love. Thank you, Lord. Search us today. We want to do it your way. Now, if you're like me today and you want to make a commitment to the Lord to do this, and you came here to church, you must be open-minded, right? I want you just to say this prayer with me. I think this is a prayer that's very close to what Jesus would pray. I just want you to say this with me if you want to make this commitment today. Just say it with me, Jesus, I want to follow you and the greatest commandments you gave. Today, Lord, I want to love you and love my neighbor as myself. Forgive me of the sins I've committed and the things that I've done not in love. And from this day forward, may my life please you. And all that I do. Amen. We're going to sing a worship song before we go. Would you please stay and just sing this song with us, and then we'll miss this. Save His power in the name
2: of Jesus. Save His power. in the name of Jesus to so bring every change, bring every change, bring every change, So we sing, all the There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus.
3: There is power
2: in the name of Jesus. To bring up these shades, bring up these shades. One more time, there is power. The so end, end, there is power.
0: One more time to break every every chain of God. He can break every chain of disobedience. Everything that's not of love, take it away, Jesus. One more time to break. Do it, God. Make us the people you want us to be. Amen. Hey, can we do something before we go? Could you just hold the neighbor's hand next to you? We're going to pray like a family like we do at my house. I'm going to ask that some of my prayer workers would come forward. We're going to fellowship. we got tons and tons, like tons and tons, of free rice krispie treats. Please take some home if you like some. Uh, Come back next week. It's going to be awesome. And if you have any prayer requests, you can come right up here. We're here to pray for you. Lord, I thank you today for everybody here. I pray you'll bless us as we go home tonight. Lord, bless not our families and all that we set our hands to do and help us to remember to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength in our neighbor as ourselves. If you believe it, can you say amen? Amen. amen? amen. Can now you just give the Lord a hand back. God bless you. We're going to keep you. Tell
2: somebody to love her, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Jesus, Jesus Name of Jesus. Live its power in the name of Jesus. To break and break and break and break break and we say, break and break